Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Luani Femi. And I'm Bolu. Welcome back. So, thank you. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to address that. So, <laughs> let's, let's just move on. So, last last week, Chingu uh, Zerim had like a one-on-one on the podcast and it was an interesting conversation. But now, you guys are back. Where did you guys go to last week? I'm not boring you out. Is that what you're trying to say? How? What did I say? What did you hear? It was an interesting conversation, but now you are back. Oh, but and now you are back, not mm. but. Ah, oh, really, really. Okay, for me, I went to like you know very. Let me know, you know review the things I do during my you know. During work hours. It's a lot of work hours. During po- podcast, when when you record podcast, not during work hours. Oh yes, it was a work thing. Shabu. It was, it was a, work a very thing. nice work thing. I went mm-hmm. to do. So why we were already we in the studio? I was at the beach actually. It was work related, but it was at the beach. Uh-huh. There was a pool. I they were grinding. I was fighting for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I told, I told you, I told our audience to reach out to you and say hi, but I didn't say anything. I didn't give any context, which was very bad of me. But because yeah, I was caught between two minds, should I say anything or should I not? But I just said, oh, reach out. Hmm? Good for you. Good for you. So. Uh, uh, you 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 wrote a story earlier this week, and the story has, of course, a lot of people must have already seen it. I mean, your bag bag short video. Many wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian employers will soon find themselves in jail. So, how how are you thinking about that? Because it's it made me realize that there are a lot of laws that the Nigerian government is passing. That could be of potential benefits to the people, but no one knows about, no one cares about, no one mentions. And so this is one of it. Yeah, know? yeah. And shout out to Lopadi. That's how I got to find out. So yeah, mm-hmm. nice platform. Yes. Interestingly, they this this particular law that's um, the employee workman unpaid wage prohibition bill twenty twenty sixteen, right? It was first proposed in 2019, and it passed the second reading on September 27th. It was first proposed in 2019. Yes, that is, is March 2019. So this is it's, three years later. It's yes, it got its first reading in July of the same year, and that this is how many? This is two years plus later. It got st- second reading, and interestingly. On the day of this House of Representative plenary, that that um, that session ran for like two hours thirty minutes, right? And this came up close to the end of the session, right? Just when they were going through some some bills that should that um that, that are raising the what's it called? That said, that it, that should be reread, right? So, it seems like it's not just something that is seen as quite important, but for the fact that the speaker of the house, that is Femme Guadalupe Miller, thought to propose this kind of bill, and it has gone this far, which we don't know how far it has to go again, because there has to be a third read, reading, a public hearing, and a public hearing, then a presidential assent. So I'm not, I'm not really concerned with the technicalities mm-hmm. of the details. The legal guys will sort themselves out. But mm-hmm. the question in my mind now is, how would this be enforced? 
So talking about enforcement, right? You know, when when news like this come out, right, it gives citizens a kind of oh, um, hope, which some people actually thought this should be a crime ordinarily, right? But it's not a crime; it's just a break, a breach of civil agreement or civil contract. Like like I owe you money, or you you borrowed, you lent me money, and I say I will pay it after three three months with my signature on paper and if i don't pay you back you can i can't go to prison for it right you can just find a way to do um arbitration and just find a way to get me to pay you get same with owing salaries there's a contract contract binding you as an employee and as an employer right and the contract says this particular person will work we fulfill these obligations under certain conditions and you will pay the person for it Depend- okay okay so but this is something i want to actually address right mm-hmm. a lot of comments we've seen uh, we've been seeing the comments guys how would this be enforced in the public sector because of course with private companies it's easy to bully them into all of these things, right? Pay extra 10%, pay extra 20%, 30% and go to jail. It's easy to bully private companies and small companies. Well, if a bank, a major Nigerian bank, misses salary for one month, are they going to enforce this? So, enforcing... Enforce- for public sectors, how would the Nigerian government enforce it for state governments that claim... They are not getting the remunerations from the federal government or the remunerations from federal government is not enough so they can't pay salaries so thing is when something is considered when, when when something is considered a crime right you that the crime is committed against you can go and sit seek redress in the court of law in the court of law and those people can be prosecuted if they are found guilty have you ever seen a governor or not it don't have to be a governor right you've seen when unions bring cases against governments your okay the employer might be your governor but it's the government you are a civil servant you are working for the government yes right so if as a union mm. your mm. money is being owed your salary or your pension is being owed as a union you can seek redress in the court of law this thing is a crime right the crime is is done by the government so the reason why this has a kind of hope right it's not a cv we just say ah, my my salary has been delayed for one week right ah government so you are committing a crime is this is a crime you go to the law court open a case a and if the case government says as usual that there's no money that is why it is in the law court is is something that will be aired it's something that will be addressed in the law court. Uh, and in that court, government when there's a verdict, when they say there's a verdict, it's just like um, when maybe there was an election, right? And the city government is the um, they, they found out that the city government um, committed these things during the election process, which um, rendered what made them to win null and void, right? We then say they are not going to listen. It's the law against the legislation. Like there's a leg that the, 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 there's a judge that sat and made a verdict that you are found guilty of this. Okay. You are supposed to pay this particular fine according to this set law. Which <laughs> <laughs> comes back to what I'm saying. So the government, of I course, have no money to pay that fine. We are. 
Karim okay. yes, I, am. I, I, I guess the best you, person to answer that question would probably be a judge. Okay, let's say you take the person is taking the government is taking to court mm-hmm. and you are saying government owes me three months salary. Mm-hmm. And government the government or say states the states now says you don't have money. Let's say they appeal now that's okay. This is your verdict according to the law. Now they appeal that we don't have money to pay because say the federal government is owing us a particular so they will not bring the federal government is equal. Exactly. The that same is, federal government is owing lecturers. You don't get my point. No, I'm not trying money. to make a case for these people, but I'm just, just saying by the time this thing becomes a crime, you can pursue it in the law courts. And probably get redressed. I am not saying they will be accountable. Thanks for adding probably. Because <laughs> I still not see how the I'm not saying. I, I not guess saying what she's just trying to say is, according to the law, mm-hmm. this thing is illegal. Is a crime. She's not illegal. saying that you carry them to court and automatically you get your money. <laughs> okay. She's just letting. She's just laying out the facts. So, yes. but you know what is making me? Let's 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 leave this uh, dragging. I'm going to come back eventually, but let's leave this for now. For this kind of economic downturn that we are facing, mm-hmm. and we are seeing tech companies laying off and all of that, blah, 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 blah. Some of these companies are crypto companies. Mm-hmm. I met someone and the person was ready to pay me, not even with Bitcoin, but with some of these, um, what they call those things, Bully? You mean stable coins? No, not stable coins. Those, all those random coins they put on Binance. Tokens. Yeah, uh, tokens. Small small tokens from yeah they were like they were the ones that created it. Yeah, the ones that created it. Uh, or maybe one small XRP or one small ADA <laughs> one small whatever. So I'm not thinking if how the law no, this is of course just speculative, right? But when will the law start recognizing something like this? Because Bitcoin is not a legal tender or cryptocurrencies are not legal tender, right? But some people actually accept payments with crypto individually. Of course, it's at their own risk. So, but I, I'm guessing this law does not protect them. So the thing is, when when we talk about law, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. No, 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 I'm not even asking you. I'm not mm-hmm. asking no, I'm you just, to answer it. I'm just saying, like generally, right? Yeah. There are some there are some agreements you enter that you that your country's law or your yeah, your country's law does not protect you from the Nigerian government. They have their issue against digital currencies as it's well. Yeah. So if you find yourself in a mess brought to you by digital currency, <laughs> out if they will not look for a grey area where they will shank you from. Yeah, but but I guess digital currencies are about to become should I say about to become legal tender, but we are seeing more companies um actually paying attention to them. For example, Google will soon start accepting digital currencies as payment for their cloud services next year yes they are doing that <laughs> they are doing that in partnership with coinbase coinbase will be like the provider of like the payment system for them to accept those digital currencies so coinbase has like this this they have um coinbase commerce it's like a payment system it's like flutter wave for crypto so that is what um, Google will be using, but it won't be open to everybody immediately next year. Just be open to those people that are already good with the whole Web3 ecosystem. Those people can now pay Google Google for their services with crypto. So, 
interesting stuff and the funny thing is Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Google, thank you. Now we talk to you. Thank you. Can I see you that Google assistant was going to respond to that. Can I see that Google. Oh my god. <laughs> This this is no no no. no, no. This, <laughs> this one was telling me she's not or he is not sure that I'm talking to <laughs> me. <laughs> this one is sure. This brother is not confused. Or them? Is that you? Sure she's not talking to him. <laughs> this one understood me. No. And now it's giving me the old news about. Oh, it's giving me the old news about Google, Google accepting Google. Oh, Google selling Google's market. Can you see? Interesting. <laughs> oh, they just advertise their market. On our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pay. <laughs> Did you write today? Did you pay? All right. So interesting one. So you, the pay for Google Cloud services with crypto. And the funny thing is that they were not always very big on crypto. If you remember, there was a, a time where Google was banning crypto ads, and you know people were like, "Why is Google doing this?" And they say I'm searching crypto ads. Yeah, they, there was a turnaround for the old ban on crypto ads um last year but i think we all know we still have the issue especially with us right with crypto ads on on our you know newsletters and causing it to you know google was doing something around that area so but i guess now that they're in this partnership with coinbase maybe we'll see some more flexibility with yeah me you know why i'm excited i was rubbing my pounds before when you were talking because mm. my agenda is forming mm. let me give you my agenda all right okay so you remember last week i was talking about google cloud launch in africa mm. and how that they were using that to play their long game mm. all the initiatives all the this philanthropy that that blah, no, everything is coming to the cloud mm. all the startups that are funding is coming to the crowd cloud sorry in africa is reportedly one of the largest as adopters of bitcoin mm. in the world yeah. of cryptocurrencies so think about it with all our fx issues with all our difficulties mm. in getting dollar mm. can small crypto businesses come to, the rescue. come to the rescue can businesses just start paying for their cloud services with crypto mm. on google cloud that would be nice yes and, and then if you think about it the partnership with coinbase was also a it was a give like coinbase also had to do something what coinbase had to do was that they were now some of their data products that that were formerly on aws should now be taken to google <laughs> so oh. so at the end it's still um and I, think, I'm telling I, you. Think, I think amazon will be looking Uh, they should an- enable local payments yeah I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure i'm sure amazon will not just be looking amazon will also do yeah uh, there'll be, be a response there'll be a response yeah especially in so this is like the frontier market where everybody is fighting sorry everyone is fighting the final battle like this is where a lot of development is still yet to happen yeah. this is where a lot of businesses still don't know what cloud is mm. so this is where AWS, Amazon, and Microsoft can dig it out mm. in the cloud. And it will be interesting because all these companies, they have the resources. It will be interesting to see who wins. It will be like, they are well, well matched. No, Google feels like the underdog among them. Yeah, in terms of resources, Google. Google has resources, right? But from the cloud division alone, 
AWS is making mad money from mm. the cloud division, almost $20 billion in Q2 2022 alone. That's crazy. Microsoft, who seems like the most quiet one among them, made mm. over $20 billion in that same period. Google made just like $6 billion. So from the cloud division alone, those other two are like, but Google is is doubling down on that because yeah. probably with Apple's grace and all of many policy, privacy policy, uh, EU GDPR, everybody's having data production bills up and down. Maybe the ad model might not be the future. Yeah. So come mm. on, what is the future? Mm. Now, so my agenda is for me. Everybody watching. <laughs> I see we are out of it. Really interesting one. <laughs> are you? Are you? You hear what she said, Abby? No, no, I did not. No, I I'm cashing out of the agenda. <laughs> Why are ah, you so excited? I'm going to buy Google stocks. <laughs> wait, uh, do I have Amazon? Okay, wait. Let's let's not discuss that. It's conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, everything that we talked about here, you can actually continue the conversations at FinTech Summit 2022 on November 26 at Four Points by Sheraton. And the interesting thing is, you see this whole thing about FinTech, FinTech, FinTech. If you want to understand what it truly really means. If you understand what it means, but and you are lost about how to start a fintech company, what does it take? What does it entail? We need a lawyer in that. Yeah. What does it entail? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> <laughs> what does it entail? Then you should come to the fintech summit 2022. If you are not that entrepreneurial kind of person you just want to just let me just enter fintech and be making the fintech money then also come to the fintech summit 2022. Then if you are actually trying to hey okay fintechs 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 are the ones making all the rave do you know that there are companies that are not fintech companies that are raising millions of dollars because of their fintech component oh, so yes there's also that and that's an interesting aspect that people rarely ever talk about then if you want to know how this actually affects you you don't even care about fintech how does it affect your financial life come to four oh, points okay. by sheraton so head over to fintech.africa and get your ticket as soon as possible because there are lots of conversations to be had and we're going to make sure we have we get the attention of the government because the government is they are developing very very significant interest in fintech i mean in nigeria we're still talking about inaira in congo they brought shongo what else do we have now? <laughs> yeah now we have sango yes sorry Okay. But um Central Africa Republic is the only one uh, let me use uh, like they are very uh, popular in, in the crypto space. They are the ones doing the most when it comes to crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Africa Republic. But doesn't mean other countries are not doing uh, recently Namibia. Uh is uh, Namibia also wants to start their own CBDC journey. CBDC is uh, central bank digital currencies. They want to create. They are thinking about creating their own digital currency. Um, it was the governor of the Namibian um, central bank that said that um, Johannes Kawahap, Kawahap. I, I practiced that for like about two hours, <laughs> and I'm sure I got it right. So Kawahap, Kawahap. Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he mentioned that you know because of the trajectory that 
you know the financial space is going uh, the financial space is going digital right so it will make sense that they consider you know creating their own digital currencies and interestingly a lot of countries around the world a lot of central banks around the world are actually considering this i think in the latest reports i can remember i think about 80% of central banks around the world are thinking about creating their own digital currencies but as interesting as it was at the beginning where everybody was talking about cbdc's it's not as interesting again i'm sure I'm sure you agree. Everyone has that. It was made it like is the cool, next coolest thing. You know, they were the ones that had so the loudest rave about CBDC. Not and see, the, the whole thing is just, is just the you know, the CBDC went like this, and then and then you guys were excited. I'm still shocked. I was, I was this excitement, and I'm like a lot of people were talking about. It's one of the ways governments can key into the digital currency exactly that was where the excitement out. was because you know digital currencies came they were doing well we were seeing um rising the market capitalization of digital currencies one trillion bitcoin was doing this you know it was also a way for people to exchange really fast like cross-border and then the government at first most governments around the world at first it was like they were averse to the old thing they were no but then Same it went crazy. from there to okay let's find a way to regulate it to okay let's start cbdc's and you know a lot of enthusiasts were like okay this could actually be a good thing but since the whole conversation about cbdc's i've not i've not i've personally i've not seen anything mm, yes especially with you know nigeria launched their own cbdc's nigeria is one of the countries only countries in the world to actually have like an active central bank digital currency you know alongside some countries in the caribbean and okay so here, here was the problem with the cbdc's mm. for me it started out as a way for me it, i feel it was a way for the government to pander to the growing horde of people who are now crypto believers mm. but at its heart cbdc's kicks it strikes in anything that is called digital currency. Every characteristic that digital currencies have, CBDCs don't have it. So this is exactly. thing, instead of a public blockchain, they are mostly putting some private, private blockchains. So the the uh, very very idea for digital currency, which is to take the power from the few to the many, the CBDC does not have that. No. So it's still controlled by the yes, exactly. So the government actually thought that blockchain was interesting technology no it was the effect of blockchain that was the interesting thing because if people could if people no longer need the banks to be able to make transactions if people no longer need to pay through their nose in cross-border fees or wait for hours to confirm a western union transfer then What's the future of all of these central banks, central banks, and all the central institutions that were meant to regulate? Of course, they could have some out of the box thinking to find a way to capture this market, but no, they want to launch their own currencies. Now, the currencies, what it does is create more transparency in government. But I ask myself, does the government really want to be transparent? No, <laughs> no, no country. Any that, government. That, that's why. That's why they are actually using private. That's why Nigeria. Using private blockchain. Okay, good. Private so, blockchain. but a private blockchain still gives room for accountability. Those who have probably they have security clearance, 
can still see what's going on in that blockchain. Yeah, but those people that have that security clearance, would they want to? No, they won't. And the, the, the government will not give people that they know will review what they are doing to. The, yeah, they, they won't give those kind of people security clearance. So that's that's that, and that's why I said you know the whole CBDC conversation is getting less and less uninteresting. It's it's, get, it's getting really uninteresting. It, it meets the point. People thought. I guess they thought blockchain technology was the interesting thing about Bitcoin, but it was not the technology itself. It was what you could do with what the you technology. Could do with it. So, got last can be an interest. Sorry, a pen. <laughs> a pen is uninteresting. No pencil. It's actually a pen. Well, the pencil. Yeah, good. A pencil. The pencil is uninteresting until Jomi holds it. Yes. Until you you pierce someone's jugular with it and blood starts spilling out. You know that pencil becomes censorship. Censorship. Ah, you don't want us to make money from the podcast. Ah. <laughs> no, we're just trying to make dialogue. You get it right. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that. I, I I wish government. I think th- we should allow them to feel the excitement, right? Yes, wait, wait, wait. You know, no, you don't get like if if by the time they were coming up with the idea of let's come up with a CBDC, it met um, a lot of pushbacks. They see that, uh, uh, but you say well. We are not embracing innovation now. We are trying to embrace innovation. So by the time they came up with the Inaira idea, for instance, in Nigeria, of course, there were critics, but a lot of people said, okay, let's see what we come out of it. Yeah, then, we gave it them, then we gave them the idea that mm, we are doing something to match what is going on with the rest of so the world. a government that wants to inno- embrace innovation, mm-hmm. number one, you have the option of creating an enabling environment for the likes of Flutterwave, Biggest, and the rest of them to thrive. Mm-hmm. What's up? Compared, <laughs> compared to yeah. Inaira, no, we have, you the, we have the opportunity now. to create sandboxes, which you've done before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, come on. What came of it? Exactly. Then, from time to time, you're hearing one issue or the other one regulation or the other that fintechs have to deal with, right? Of course, the fintechs have their own roles to play to make sure that, oh, they're up and doing with regulators. But, come on. Then, you also have the opportunity to create an environment. And not just Nigeria now. I'm talking about Africa. You had a policy that could make Africa a huge, massive, single market. So, you could move money. Yeah, the Africa um, Free Trade Agreement. Yes, yes. That's an interesting I, I, like, thing that CBDC that's, thing, that's an interesting thing, solution that CBDC can actually every time solve. I think about it, the fact that we can sort out that the, the like a, not a, not exactly a single currency, but something that will just make trading possible and seamless across Africa. Mm-hmm. We say we should not call Africa a country, but we are trying to say Africa is a continent that should be united, and. Ne- Moving things or money across the borders of Africa seems like, like the most tedious thing to do compared Good. to when it's intercontinental. Good. So why not make yes. that use case? Yeah, we don't pronounce things for CBD. Yeah, you think some go with? We want to feel like it's inferior to Nigeria. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you now that if okay. you say, oh, let's let's adopt Kenya's, um, e what's their own? ECD. ECD. Mm. For instance. Ghana. So, Ga- sorry, Ghana. Ghana, Ghana. Ghana. 
yeah. Ghana's mm-hmm. ECDs, for yeah. instance. In Nigeria, we want to feel like, oh, so you feel my technology is not strong. Do you know how much? The issue with us in Africa. No, the solution to that is interoperability, right? So if if we have just the same way we have different kinds of cryptocurrencies, we have Ethereum, we have Bitcoin, we have Dogecoin. The problem is between all of them is there's no interoperability. But we've seen innovations in recent time that try to bridge, you know, all these blockchains together so that there's interoperability. You can easily, you know, send Ethereum, you know, to the, you can send Ethereum to the Ethereum blockchain, you know, PH with Polygon, and then there's good interoperability. So even if all these countries decide, okay, we want yeah, to have yeah, our yeah, own CBDC, once there's interoperability where I can just take my phone, send Ina to someone in Kenya, and then they receive it in Kenya, as, really. yes, in whether there's an issue or so, something like that, and they receive it immediately instantly like that it still works right and then the 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 thing now becomes okay who, who's the thing that now is whose currency is now being used the most and then that will now determine okay which currency so, has the most power but it can still work even if everyone decides yeah, to have if you that ability exists every other thing let market forces determine it exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Market forces, but come on, everybody wants to stamp there. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about cross-border payments, but I'm going to come back to that. But before then, let's pay homage to our people that are paying our house rent. Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Hello. Welcome back to the Zep Point Africa podcast. So we've been talking about CBDCs and your potential to solve the whole cross-border payment issues. But we're not waiting for the government to do anything. We don't do that in Africa. We don't <laughs> wait for the government. And I like that about us. So, yes, who is innovating around this space? And there's, this, uh, there's an interesting use case that I'm trying to point out with this, your next story. Yes, I think I should start with the use case. See, the situation where you are in the diaspora right and you want to pay for the bills of say your your relative in the village who is not in the city for instance then you send money to somebody that has a bank account and you want the person to help you to um pay for that bill for for your relative now that is one use case another thing another thing is when you're in the diaspora and you want to say have an asset in your country, your home country in Africa, and you keep sending money every other day. And, the to, a basket. and you don't know where it's entering actually, but in, with the hope that they help you to fulfill that and to get that asset. Those are the use cases and we found people that fall into the trap of getting scammed by people back home and not getting that particular asset for them on not paying that bill. So a particular startup is focused is, is a finance app their product is a finance app it's a fintech startup that is focused on east africa 
and I think it started in is founded by a Tanzanian name. Um, Fernandez. <laughs> oh, the name of the startup. No, it's Nala Nala Money. That's Nala the name. Money. Yes. Nala. So I think it, it operates it's also available in Uganda, but this particular thing is happening in Kenya, right? So they are incorporating like M-Pesa into their mode of payment. Like if you're in the diaspora, right, and you are using the finance app, and you want to send money to pay a bill, you can directly pay the bill from wherever it is you are in the US or the UK for now, right? If you want to see, if you want to um, pay a bill, say electricity bill in Kenya, you can directly pay with M-Pesa instead of sending it to somebody else's bank account for the person to pay that particular bill. So that is an interesting case study, right? To this particular, um, this particular, this recent move that they, they are making, and it's interesting because if you are able to remove this bottleneck, the bottleneck mm. because you know when when you've been beaten once, right? There's every probability that you say, ah, "I don't want to be beaten again," but you don't have a choice because you have to make cross. You have to make what's it called? You have to send money. Yeah, it is said, right? So, no matter the number of times they've somebody have been dishonest, to, <laughs> you still have to send money. But with the, with this case um, case um, use case, you are able to remove that bottleneck, and you can fulfill your payment mm. for any bill from wherever it is you are in the so UK or the US. the whole issue of oh, I sent money home to build yeah, a three building or mm-hmm. three story building, and mm-hmm. came back and met a hot. At least they help you to use the money for something. <laughs> yeah. So let's say you now have a developer back home. Mm. Or I'm trying to simplify it as okay, let's say you there's a developer that you want the person to help you develop an estate. Then there is a person that sells roofing sheet, for instance. And that person says the stage stage of development is to put sufficient over the building right you can simply pay the for the roofing sheet and have it delivered to your site now that i think about it it doesn't solve anything to an extent to an extent just for me to arrange with the roofing person I think that is not that that is not too simplified say you are paying for electricity Okay. For the a house, expenses. for a okay. house that your parents lives in. Okay. Right. So instead of sending it to one brother in the compound to help you pay electricity, yes, you pay just the pay the electricity bill, bill direct. directly. And since M-Pesa is like the most adopted mobile money um, channel in, in Kenya, the in the oh, world. that is for Kenya. Kenya is is largely adopted. Right. People pay in the market. You want to go and buy vegetable, you pay with M-Pesa. Yeah. Right, so it is it is quite seamless like that when you want to pay for abuse. Yeah, yeah, that, right. I think they call it Lipa Nampesa. So anytime you go to any um, market, supermarket, any open market, you can also just use Lipa Nampesa and pay for. In fact, most of the traders I met while I was in Kenya they didn't want to collect Let cash, they preferred wow. to collect mobile money because one. They didn't have change. And me, I was just packing cash. <laughs> Nigerian that I am. <laughs> His pockets had cash. 
This one had coins. Which one is ten shillings? Which one is five shillings? And I'm sure they will just be looking at me. I was so ashamed of myself. Like this this lady is a matured woman, old enough to be my mom. And you're the one I think I think we need to talk more about you know Nigerians need to know more about how remarkable mobile money, money is in Kenya. So I think Nigerians don't, I don't know, know. It's not it's not I, I don't know. I don't know if we understand at least from the stories and from what we've read that enlightened us. We know the prospect mobile money has. Right. But it's unfortunate that fintech proliferation <laughs> got to Nigeria before mobile money proliferation. It's not, it's, for me, it's not unfortunate because the fintechs are not really solving the financial inclusion problem that mobile money solves. That is what I'm trying to say. But fintech as a as a vibe. If that's the word, the vibe that makes it look like this is the solution. Meanwhile, mobile money is social, but for mobile money to come in, it has to be supported by a by like it must have a like a backing that is formidable. For instance, telecommunication. Yeah, like that. Like if anything is going to yeah. beat what fintech is doing with payment, which we we find out at the fintech summit, it's not just payment that you can do. That fintech can solve, right? If you are able to, if 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 a formidable backing comes with the mobile money and is able to push it to the people that need the financial inclusion, that is the people in the interland, people that are using feature phones, people that do not care whether they have internet or not, mm. all they just want to do is to pay and would not even care to not to hold cash if they can do it with a USD code. You get those people if you can reach them first, which Telcos have reached. So once say they are everywhere they go, right? <laughs> like they, they, are, they are really everywhere you go, right? Those those yeah, telcos they yeah. can reach people that are not yeah. internet enabled. Mm. So if they can be the one that we that we the proponents, the ones backing mobile money, I'm sh- I'm serious. They will be contenders to fintech, and fintech will be able to say, in bring mobile money as like um, ah. Yeah. In addition to whatever it is, they are offering. Yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah, will yeah. be so even bringing digital currencies into that food. Hmm. Ideas. <laughs> no, 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 no. He has a point because right <laughs> now, I'm so, so the Inara was saying uh, the recent Inara story, well, not recent. It has been around forever. That there will be like a USSD component to it. Mm-hmm. So anything, yeah, yeah, anything can happen. I was thinking about. I mean. I generalize that fintechs are not solving the whole financial inclusion problem. But four companies, I think, are doing something great: Number, Paga, Opay, and Timapt. Those guys on point, right? And there are lots of interesting conversations to be had about this whole thing. And yeah. don't forget the fintech summit 2022, November 26 at four point at four points by Sheraton. I wanted to say four point dot Sheraton. <laughs> but yeah, don't f- head over to fintech.africa to get your ticket. And there are lots of interesting points to note. There are lots of interesting attractions. The hackathon form has closed. We saw a lot of exciting applications, and uh, I hope I'm um, I'm curious to see who the winner will be actually. And we are, we are going to get very very seasoned judges, judges that you should actually try to wow, like beyond whether you try to, whether you win or not. Just make sure that you wow these judges, mm-hmm. and 
yeah i'm not seeing anything more than that and if you're watching us on instagram on tiktok on youtube twitter linkedin anywhere you're seeing this podcast uh please like share and youtube guys youtubers please subscribe to the youtube channel and, and drop your comments your like comments hear from you. exactly so but i hope you found this engaging and found this watchable well point of feedback on how we can improve this and of course our listeners we haven't forgotten about you and uh let us know how we can improve this podcast you can reach us to us at podcast at techpoint.africa or just make a comment on any of these podcasts and we'll see them where can we find them yes you can find us on google podcast apple podcast spotify hiat radio and anywhere else you get your podcast <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. See Bye. you guys. Uh, see you guys. I've been trying to chase us. <laughs> <laughs>